the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. In our relationships, particularly with family and close friends, we mean well when we say something, yet sometimes our words offend or we say hurtful things we wish we had not said. Once words are spoken, they cannot take them back. Even when we admit our wrongdoing, apologize, and ask for forgiveness, the words not forgotten. If only we would always ask God, God to guard our tongue and compel um, us to think before we speak. We this message Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Randall imparts how to communicate God's way. I pray, Father, that those who have an inner longing to be here, whose health will permit, would find themselves saying, I'm compelled to come and be in person. And those who just can't because of circumstances beyond their control, Give them peace. Let them know that you're Lord. You've got them. It's going to be all right. And in due time, you'll bless them back here in person. I need you now in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. Turn to the book of Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. It's our uh, theme verse as we preach this two-part series. This is a two-parter because we just can't get it all in, but uh, it makes a difference when you can document the Word of God. And I, I pray you position yourself to receive and to write and to, to glean all that God has for you because Satan will be upset, and he's already upset that you're here, and he's going to be even more upset when you are predetermined to put these principles into action. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. And the message series is entitled, Christ-Centered Communication Within the Family. Christ-Centered Communication Within the Family. We will always be working on how to improve our communication as husbands, wives, singles, and children in our home. Our communication will never be perfect. It will never arrive, but it should be headed in the right direction as we are growing spiritually in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll still be working on our communication 
in the context of the church, the workplace, and with those who cross our paths in life. Communication is a critical component in families, and if we do not know how to effectively communicate with one another, we are destined to have strife. If we do not know how to communicate with one another, there will be animosity and arguments. If we do not know how to communicate with one another, there will be confusion and misunderstanding. If we do not know how to communicate with one another, there will be hurt feelings, broken relationships, and even divorce. As long as we have a sin nature, as long as we live in a corrupt and fallen world, and as long as we have a devil who's messing with our marriage, messing with our families, messing with the church in a negative way, beware. Satan is using everything at his disposal to drive a wedge to destroy our relationship with Christ. He wants to destroy our marriage. He wants to destroy our family. He wants to destroy our communication. Come to terms now that your communication will always be a work in progress. You will never, ever arrive. Let's settle that right now. It's not your perfection. You can't speak perfectly every time. Only Jesus got it right 100% of the time. Excuse the English, but nobody in here is Jesus. We ain't Jesus. One Lord and one God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you say communication, communication. Well, what is, what is communication? What is communication? Communication is importing or sharing of ideas. It is the, the importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings. Communication is importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expression. Now, I'm going to repeat it because I know you were writing it and I know you all didn't get it down, but I won't read it as slow this time. What is communication? Communication is importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expressions. Now add this piece, applying and integrating the word of God in our speech. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate our communication 
as we integrate and apply the word of God in our speech, it will not only elevate our communication, it will enrich our communication. It will mature our conversations, which will help us to better connect and relate to one another. Let me just say that piece again. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate, enrich, and mature our conversations, which will help us to better connect and relate to one another. Let's transition again. How do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? How do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? Number one, to communicate in a way that glorifies Christ, you must first have a personal relationship with him. If you're going to glorify Christ in your communication, you must first have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Only the Lord can break down barriers that impede one's ability to communicate. That's why you have to have a relationship with him, because he alone is the only one who can break down barriers that impedes one's ability to communicate. He breaks down the what kind of barriers? The barrier of pride uh, hinders communication. The barrier of confusion uh, hinders communication. The barrier of spiritual blindness hinders communication. The barrier of hardness of heart hinders uh, communication. The barrier of selfishness uh, hinders uh, communication. Bad attitude hinders communication and conversation. Sarcasm hinders the conversation as well as mockery, all of which hinders communication. And so it's important that we have a relationship with the Lord and be not just having a relationship with the Lord only, but maturing and growing spiritually. And as you grow spiritually, you begin to talk better. You begin to speak better. You become more sensitive and uh, you connect better with those around you. Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the dominion, the rulership of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. You've got to be delivered from uh, the power of sin, the power of darkness, the power of Satan. And you have to be transferred into uh, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, the beloved son. When Christ delivers us, when he transforms us and saves us from our sins, only then can we glorify him with our speech. When Christ delivers, transforms and saves us from our sins, Only then can we glorify him with our speech. That's all number one. Number two, prayer is so uh, essential for communication. Prayer is so essential for communication. 
How do we effectively communicate in a way that glorifies Christ? We must realize that prayer is so essential for communication. Talking to God in prayer will give you the wisdom you need to converse with your family and others. Prayer is so essential in communication. Talking to God in prayer will give you the wisdom you need to converse with your family and others, especially people who are difficult. You have to learn how to converse with people who are difficult, uh, people who are immature, people who are hard to get along with. You have to ask God to give you the wisdom as to how to talk with them. People who are just outright stubborn. How, did, how, how are you going to talk with them? Well, I'm through with them. Well, God didn't get through with you like that. No, no, don't get through with your child because your child is stubborn. You know, God didn't throw you away. Why are you going to throw everybody away that they give you a hard time? A whole lot of folk are difficult before the Lord. Ephesians 6, 18 B says, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Be alert and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Your prayer circle should not just be uh, your mama, daddy, sister, brother, and auntie, uncle, and grandparents or something, but it should be wider because prayer breaks barriers in communication. Prayer breaks barriers. Why is this thing you can pray when you're encountering someone that's difficult is to say, Lord, I sure need you to give me what to say right now. Help me to talk in a way that glorifies you right now. Help me not to overspeak. Help me not to get in the flesh. Oh, God, I need you to give me what to say, because if, if I say it, it's going to come out pretty wrong. <laughs> Do I have any amens out there? Amen. Oh, my goodness. A prayer breaks barriers in communication and enables you to, to persevere and love people through their issues. A family that prays together stays together. And no wonder some of you are not communicating too well. You don't pray together at all. So you don't pray when you eat. You don't pray when you're departing one another. You never say, you love, I love you. And so uh, there you go. So uh, prayer breaks barriers in communication and enables you to persevere and love people through their issues. All of us have issues. Those you talk about and those you don't. Those are only two kinds. Okay, you find you get slow, but you got it. <laughs> Two kinds of issues, those you talk about and those you don't. Family that prays together, stays together. Number three, to communicate in a Christ-centered way means you must be a peacemaker. Now, you can't raise hell and expect good conversation. Okay, you can't be a, a fire starter to communicate in a Christ-centered way means you must be a peacemaker. God requires us to communicate in such a way that creates an atmosphere of peace and harmony. That's a peacemaker. To talk in such a way that creates an atmosphere of peace and harmony. Some relationships, some houses you can go to, uh, some churches, whatever, the tension is so thick you can cut it with a knife. You don't have to say nothing. You can just feel something in this place. It's just not right. Only when the Lord's peace abide in you can there be communication that reconciles broken relationship. 
I say that again. Only when the Lord's peace abides in you can there be communication that reconciles broken, rela- broken relationships. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Only those who possess the peace of Christ in their hearts can be peacemakers in their families. Only those who, are, who possess peace, the peace of Christ in their hearts can be a peacemaker in their family. Therefore, it is incumbent upon us to have the peace of Christ in us so we may experience his peace around us. Number four, we're moving right along. A Christ-centered communication means we must be quick to hear and slow to speak. Christ-centered communication means we must be quick to hear and slow to speak. James 1.19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. All of us must practice listening more and talking less. That's how that's why communication communication goes down the drain. Some of you love hearing yourself talk and you're not satisfied till you have the last word. All of us must practice listening more and talking less. Being quick to speak causes us to be impulsive. When you're quick to speak, you'll be hasty and you'll move ahead of the Holy Spirit speaking through you. When you're hasty with your words, you hinder, you impede the Holy Spirit's work in your language. You can be so intent on trying to get a word in edgewise, so intent on out talking your spouse or your children that you cannot hear their hearts when they are speaking to you because you got something to say. And then you start talking and you don't stop. You just go on. You become a book. Also, a spirit of anger, being agitated and frustrated, having a bad attitude will keep you from being a patient listener. If you're agitated, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, if your attitude is bad, all of these things will keep you from being a patient listener and cause you to lash out with harsh words and gestures, you become even sometimes physically aggressive or just shut down and tune everything out. You, your wife talked to you. you. The man don't say a word. A man talked to the wife. She heard him, but she deliberately didn't say a word. You see, you just be quiet. Some of you sit in the same house. Instead of talking, you're texting one another. Now, what now that That's sick. Very, very problematic. Y'all in the same house. Some of y'all sit in the same bed texting one another. (laughs) What? What are y'all doing? Can't you talk any better than that? How old are you? Shouldn't your conversation, your speech be growing? Number five. For effective communication that glorifies Christ, we must be willing to compromise on non-essentials and learn to accept each other's differences and differences of opinions and personal preferences. 
For effective communication that glorifies Christ, we must be willing to compromise on non-essentials and learn to accept each other's differences of opinions and personal preferences. You got to compromise on that. She might like red and you like green, orange, and you might be a blue person. Well, find something that's polka dot. Just joking. Say personal preferences. Say it again. Don't lay the law down on personal preferences. What are they? For example, thermostat setting. These women are so cold. Then the men so hot. Then the men hot. The women cold. They, they even got these beds now where you can have your own, you know, temperature gauge, you know. And y'all know what I'm talking about, you know, because nobody you just can't get it right. We will blow up this thermostat with all y'all folk in here. We, we, we cannot accommodate what you think the temperature ought to be. You know, we have never at, had an announcement uh, in the recap saying, what do y'all think the temperature in this room should be? We're asking for trouble. <laughs> we'll get 50 different <laughs> temperatures. We'll blow the thing up. <laughs> blow the thing up. That's a personal preference. Thermostat setting, level of lighting in your home. Some of us cut it up, some of us cut it down, some of us wanted twilight. Whether to leave the dirty dishes in the sink, that bothers some folk. Some folks say, I can leave it there. It's not going anywhere till morning. It's not, not even in the morning. It's gone. Matter of fact, the next day we can leave it there. And some of y'all just as mad as I don't know what, because those dishes are in the sink. And so you end up doing it together and you just get your dishes. Mm, mm, mm. He won't hit me. I, can't stand a sink with dirty dishes. And he gone to bed. He just as free. <laughs> and you just as messed up. 12 o'clock. Tossing and turning. He's snowing. <laughs> Lighting. Dirty dishes in the sink. Whether to squeeze or roll the toothpaste too. That's preferences. You know, you find out. See, be careful when you're dating. Y'all think y'all know that person? You don't know that person. Not even the first day, the first week, the first month, the first year. And you start finding out some things. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, it's just, it's not all bad. It's just that you didn't know that. The toothpaste too. Whether the toilet paper roll should be over or under, you trying to reach under and reach under, he wants it over, you trying to find it, you can't grab it, and you wonder, what in the world? What in the world? Preferences, driving tendencies. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh. Whoever's driving, the other one's got comments. They know the way. They tell you when to do it, what to do, how to do. When you're too close, when you're too far back, there's a this, there's a that. When you, when we, and then vice versa, they, you get behind the wheel, they say, you better not say nothing. <laughs> driving tenders. Everybody, everybody, I mean, you driving is, is something. And some of y'all, that's why y'all got different cars and some of y'all can't even ride together. <laughs> 
pray your, you know, the best thing you can do when you start driving is pray your spouse to sleep. For, for heaven's sake, do not take your personal preferences and opinions so seriously and be willing to compromise on non-essentials for the sake of peace. Oh, go this way. It's shorter. And I know this way. And as long as you can get to where you're going to go, take the scenic tour. That's okay. If he gets lost, they say, well, God want to show us something over here. You know, when you're dealing with those kind of things, move on and getting upset over driving tendencies and toilet paper and toothpaste tubes and all of this. Move on to subjects that are more lighthearted and humorous. Refuse to be selfish and realize you cannot always have it your own way, which often results in spiteful retaliation. Okay? Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Don't be selfish. That goes for men, women, and children, and ministry workers. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. You cannot defeat, listen, you cannot defeat selfishness without the Holy Spirit's help. You have to help, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to break the spirit of selfishness. To overcome selfishness, you must ask the Lord to deliver you from a controlling spirit, To overcome selfishness, you must ask God to deliver you from a critical spirit, an insensitive spirit, a scheming spirit. To overcome selfishness, you have to ask God to deliver you from pride. You have to ask the Lord to deliver you from self-gratification and a heart attitude where you cannot celebrate others. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.